0: Six thirty, Chad afternoons with Jalen Nye, weekdays at two on Six Thirty, Chad. As we get set for Game Four of the Battle of Alberta, I'm broadcasting live right now at Ice District Plaza. As we get set for what's going to be a very exciting game here on home ice, of course, as the Oilers take on Calgary yet again. Two. Fantastic wins under our belt over the weekend. And here we go into it again. So we're going to be setting the stage for you, describing the scene as the afternoon goes on. And, of course, letting you know about all things Edmonton Oilers, including the 50-50, which, of course, we know is getting very big. It ends tonight at 11 p.m. You can go to edmontonoilers.com slash 50 if you want to get in on it. That jackpot right now sitting at $6.1 million dollars and we know that it's going to grow because this city gets behind a 50 50 like nothing else so let me tell you a little bit about what that 50 50 is going towards because of course you are probably going to win half of it, right? So, I mean, that takes care of part of it, but the other half is going to benefit a whole host of charities that really encourage kids to get involved in sports here in oil country. So there's a whole bunch of different charities that are going to be the beneficiaries of that other half of the 50-50. So let's talk to one of them. We're going to talk to Spirit North, and their mission is to empower Indigenous youth to be unstoppable in sport, school, and life so how exactly do they do that and what are they going to do with the funds raised from this oilers 50 50 we're going to get into it right now with the program director of spirit north laura philippow is joining the show laura good afternoon thanks so much for making the time hi chelsea thank you for having me So, Laura, Spirit North sounds absolutely incredible from your mission statement, but you're going to do a way better job of describing what it is that you do than I will. So, kind of in a nutshell, describe to me what it is that Spirit North is all about. Yeah, for
1: sure. So we work with Indigenous communities to develop land-based recreation programs. We co-create our programs with the communities based on whatever needs they would have, whether it's cross-country skiing, we do mountain biking programs, we do canoeing programs, we do other land-based programs around the shoulder season. So when it's too cold to bike but not enough snow to ski, uh, we'll do shelter building, we do orienteering, we do all sorts of different programs that allow youth to interact with the land learn from the land we'll connect with elders we'll connect with other teachers maybe language-based teachers um, to connect their curriculum or their programming um, into what we do uh, with the kids so it's really You know, there's no one size fits all to our programs. It's really directed by the communities. It's what they need, it's what they um, are looking for. And then we hire people to further um, the programs in the community. So, teach the skills uh, to people in the communities um, and sort of pass on that knowledge so they can have that confidence themselves to continue running the programs um, as they continue to grow with the programs.
0: So it sounds like, you know, not only are they getting involved in lots of different activities, but they're also really connecting with their culture as well. Why, Laura, do you think that that's something that's so important to provide to youth?
1: Yeah, great question. So, again, with a lot of the Indigenous communities that we work with, um, it's a huge way for them to heal. It's a huge way for them to be connected to who they are, to their culture, to their roots. Um, And sport and recreation is a great vehicle to get kids to learn to love that, um, to love to be outside. Um, You know, we do see a lot of kids that love to play video games and they love to, you know, sit and sort of watch TV, which, you know, that's also a great way to spend some time, but there's got to be a good balance and sport and recreation is just a really great way to get kids to be um, outdoors and loving it and having fun and laughing and playing and building their own confidence
0: what do you find you hear from kids that have sort of gone through some of the programs from beginning to end I mean what what tools does this really give them on the other side of being a part of it
1: God, that's such a good question. So many things. So we, we do ask the kids directly. Um, we do photo voice projects with the kids where we get them to take pictures of what they do and then tell us what are they learning? Why are they out here? What, what are they enjoying about being out here? And one of the biggest things that we hear time and time again is joy. We get this word directly from the kids that they're having so much fun. They're enjoying being outside. They're connecting with their friends. They're having fun. They're laughing sometimes they'll say i hated going up that hill but i had so much fun going down the hill i hated when i fell over but then i stood up and it was great after that and i learned how to stand up and i learned how to keep going so we hear a lot about the enjoyment they have and we hear a lot about the skills just the basic sort of you know self-determination skills that they learn from uh, being being able to fall down
0: and and that's okay and pick themselves back up and keep on going Where where are you located? Who are you serving? What kind of communities? Are you just in Alberta or have you expanded sort of beyond that, Laura?
1: Yeah, so we um, are not just in Alberta. Alberta is our biggest uh, number of communities, but we also work in British Columbia. We work in Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and this last uh, winter we started programs in the Northwest Territories as well.
0: And so what is it that you, that that kind of funds this program? Are you purely a charitable program? Are you involved with schools as well? How does this all sort of work? Yeah, that's a good question. So we are a charity. We are a national
1: charity, um, and so we get funding from all sorts of different groups: uh, provincial uh, government, federal federal government, um, corporate sponsors, private donations, and then of course, right now the oil is fifty fifty is one that we are very excited to continue watching that pot grow, so we uh, we can continue funding our programs with that that funding that will be coming that way.
0: Well, I have no doubt that we're going to see that pot grow. As I mentioned, there is nothing that we love more than a 50-50 here in Edmonton. (laughs) So it goes to support some really incredible causes. Spirit North serves over 6,300 Indigenous youth, which is absolutely incredible. And Laura, I'm sure you could speak to this a little bit more too, but I mean, I think having children that can kind of come together and celebrate their culture and relate to one another, I mean, that's that's so important for them to just have that sort of relationship ability amongst each other right
1: oh totally and post-covid is huge for that too uh we get kids that are just enjoying being with other kids outside now it's safe it's fun it's something we were able to do through covid and something that they're able to do even more so now post covid so being able to get together celebrate what they're learning celebrate their culture celebrate you know what gives them joy is something that we we do see a lot of
0: you know as the program director of Spirit North obviously this is something that's very close to your heart something that you're passionate about I'm curious if there's you know maybe one story or a moment that you can draw on in terms of your personal experience that some that, that really stands out to you Oh, I did a ski event.
1: So pre-COVID, we um, we do these big multi-community festival days. So at the end of a ski season, uh, we get communities within a common area together to sort of celebrate together. They'll be dancing, they'll be singing, they'll be food. There's and then there's just fun skiing, and we do little boppets or little races. And one year. I was asleep of a lopet, so I was, you know, coming bringing up the rear of the, the slowest kids. And there was this one kid at a race that we did in Prince Albert in Saskatchewan, and uh, he really was one of the slower skiers I've ever had Aww. the privilege of skiing with. And I say privilege because even though it took him about 45 minutes to ski one kilometer, he smiled the entire time up the hills he was struggling and he would turn around and he would look at me at the top of the hills and go I just did that I got to the top of that hill and it was the most heartwarming thing you know you're have maybe having a rough day you're maybe feeling like you're going really slow but it's perspective is everything and this kid taught me that more than any other example I've ever uh, had the privilege to be part of.
0: I can feel that moment that you're describing when there's nothing like the joy of a kid to to totally put things into perspective as you're describing Laura I mean nothing really matters when you have a moment like that thank you for sharing that is there I'm curious before I let you go Laura is there something that the uh, 50 50 pot is going directly towards in terms of money raised or is it just to help the entire program as a whole
1: so it will be um, certainly the entire program of the whole, but we are we do run an, an Edmonton urban-based program, a Mississaugi waskehegan program, um, where we work with schools in the urban center, so the Mississauga Academy and then the Ben Caffrope School, and we work with other um, community partners as well, including Bent Arrow and the. Um, the uh, Indigenous Centre of um, Knowledge and Wisdom, and we will run programs through the this, this school year and also through the summer. Um, and we do cross-country skiing, we do mountain biking, we do disc golf. So it's a great way to get um, Indigenous-based youth to interact with an urban setting, in, but outdoors. So they get a chance to explore the wonderful River Valley we have and be able to connect um, to some of the routes that they would have here as well. So that's where we'll see some of that funding go towards with the Oilers 50-50.
0: So, a fantastic cause for just what sounds like an absolutely amazing organization. Laura, let's hope that that 50 50 grows and grows and grows. I'm estimating and assuming it's going to get a little bit closer to 10 million. It's at 6.1 right now. Do you have any guesses in terms of how, how high it's going to go? I bet it's going to double. I'm going to go with 12. Double? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's hope so. <laughs> my fingers are crossed for that because you have an amazing organization that I know could use some of that funding. So, Laura, thank you so much for being on with me this afternoon and for describing what it is that Spirit North is all about. And keep on doing your incredible work. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, you too. Take care. That's Laura Philliphouse. She's the program director of Spirit North, letting us know uh, a little bit about what Spirit North is all about, which sounds like it's absolutely an incredible organization and one of the beneficiaries of this year, this week's 50/50. This one has been going on for a few days. It's a progressive jackpot. EdmontonOilers.com/5050 if you want to get a ticket. Right now, the jackpot is at 6.2 million dollars, and it's just going to keep growing until 11 p.m. tonight. All right, going to take a short break. We'll be right back in uh, just less than two minutes here on 630 Jed.